another episode of Periodic Shedding. We are so excited to bring you this episode where we talk about our experience with cultures represented in media. How as consumers we subscribe to some stereotypes and were proven wrong and also how we were subject to generalization as a result of our cultures being presented in media. Apurva and I thought about expanding our conversation from just Indians and our experience out in the West. So we have a very special guest here today. our classmate and pop star from Taiwan Jiu Li. Yeah, I'm 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 happy to be invited and would like to share a little bit more about my experiences from being an Asian and you know being an immigrant in the states. Jiu Li is my Jay. like the Taiwanese name but in the states I go by Jet Li. J E T T double T is not J E T because a lot of people say, "Hey, you're Jet Li, so you're like You learned kung fu, right? And was yeah. like, no, I got a double T, which is a little bit unique, I guess. Actually, I never thought I will be like, you know, study abroad, working in the states until when I was twenty five, twenty six. I was working in Taiwan for a couple years after graduations, and then one day I realized that there are a lot of like good companies in the states. I just want to give me an opportunity to explore cuz you know Taiwan is kind of small islands where we only got like 22 million people. A lot of things we learn from like states or like from the like, western world. And I think if there's an opportunity to go studying abroad, maybe it can help me grow, it can help me navigate, it can help me learn something different. Once I decided I you know start taking TOEFL GRE tests and then start applying for master programs and luckily I got admission from ETC I was like maybe just give it a shot even though the tuition was really expensive yeah and then I you know came to the states and stay uh and study for 2 years and then right now I'm working in Seattle so this kind of like my journey starting from Taiwan and now in the states So when you went in Taiwan did you know a lot about America before you moved here did you had you ever visited America before Yeah so interestingly like as i said like Taiwan we learn things a lot from western world and in my college we actually had a course where it just teach friends that's 100% true like you know we just watch friends discuss the episodes scripts in a class and like all seasons like all seasons of friends are you quiz done it after that i want to admit i kind of skip lessons a lot but i remember the title of the course i think it's called friends and so basically because our program they offer like all english environments uh in the freshman year we did this courses to just build up this kind of environments where you can discuss things in English, watch some shows in English. You can try to learn, try to pronounce, try to dance this kind of American culture. Is undergrad the first time that you are introduced to speaking in English with each other in like a classroom environment? 
So I didn't take any like English classes like offline. I mean, like out of the school. I think that was the first time I had this environment. You know, people talking English, watching like English TV shows, and so on. So it's kind of new things to me. Was the final question were Ross and Rachel on a break? Hundred marks for just that answer. Even though I skip a few lessons, I still learn cultures, metaphors in English, and building. My English ability, starting from there. Was there any other ways that you were exposed to American culture apart from the schools? Any American media or TV shows or movies? Yeah, some opportunity coming from movies. Personally, I listened to some like English songs back then.、Uh, Backstreet Boys. I was a. Sorry,、uh, I love them. Yeah, me too.、Uh, I used to play guitar when I was in、uh, senior high school, and then we used to copy a lot of rock and roll songs from eighty nineties, like Aerosmith, Bon Jovi. I got exposed to English or like you know American cultures by yeah listening to the music and then you know taking the French courses, even though I skip a few. I feel like now we should share a little bit about how it was for us in India. I used to listen to a lot of pop music, obviously. Like NSYNC was my first boy band, and then、uh, Backstreet Boys, Westlife. But then I really got into rap music. I used to like rap along. As much as I liked rap songs, I couldn't really relate to them because it's really nothing about my life. Just imagine like a teenager, twelve-year-old in India, listening to like Eminem and just like popping <laughs> hard and like. And then I used to watch Friends a lot, and in college I watched、uh, How I Met Your Mother. All of these TV shows that got really、uh, popular. I was definitely exposed to American culture a lot. Even though we said that there was a lot of culture shock when we came to America, like I think a lot of the culture shock was very specific. The things that maybe shocked me was how America is not like the Friends TV show. You know, not everyone's living like that, and people have come from like different backgrounds and different value systems. When I first came to America, it was not for Carnegie Mellon. I came two years before just to visit my sister for a summer. She and her colleagues they were going out for like trivia night and dinner. And she said, "Hey, I know you think that Americans are casual and you can use swear words, but、uh, please don't do that because my colleagues are more formal and please don't use swear words in front of them." I wasn't planning to just like go around saying bad words. Like that's not how I speak. But she she was trying to clarify that to me because in a way we had that stereotype in our mind that maybe people here swear a lot. And I actually one of my other culture shocks was how little Americans know about other countries because I knew so much about Americans. It's not everything, but I knew a lot. But they were like. How do you speak English if you're from India, or like, do you speak Hindu? It's such strange questions that now I get it. I understand that American media is global, so we know at least something about America. But Indian films are not played in every TV in America. Indian shows are not taught in Taiwanese undergrad schools. So of course, for a lot of people, meeting me would be the first time they're exposed to Indian culture. So. Now I get it.、Uh, so it was kind of shocking for me that as much as I knew about another country, they didn't know about me. And now it makes total sense. How many countries apart from America do I know about? I don't know anything about Taiwan. I don't know anything about Thailand, which is so close to India. 
until i met a thai person i didn't learn a lot about the similarities between the mythologies right like there was just so many things that similar but i didn't even know that because thai film is not something that's played in indian theaters it's not a language i already know and speak and i think that's one big, big difference jet is we are a multilingual country so that's why a big unifying factor in india is the english language like we speak to each other in english from our childhood and again this is not easy to generalize a lot of people in india don't go to english medium schools so so we are already predisposed to learn more about english speaking countries right it's easier for us to follow their uh, cartoons right because you basically grow up watching things that your peer watches i followed most of the things that my older brother watched he was the one who got exposed to a lot of american music so i got exposed to it and then my friends were also listening to it so i think it's important just to notice that there is there are two ways of stereotypes right like when i moved here i was 28 years old uh never never visited the states before i came to cmu but all of these word of mouth and media kind of all of these stereotypes that i saw and consumed over the years helped me navigate myself uh for example i don't come from a culture where uh, divorce is let me say like commitment is glorified commitment is important divorce is 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 like a last resort like you you commit and you try and try and try uh so over here it's not something that's shamed as much and it didn't it didn't like shock me i was like okay i've heard that this happens i i know that this happens it also helped me kind of open my mind up you can also be happy if you're divorced but when i grew up it was like nope nobody's i don't even know also, if there are a lot of people divorced in my family also people are allowed to live happily i feel like there are yeah. divorced people in india that are peer pressured or almost ostracized right like they don't talk about them maybe uh, i can add a little bit to that cuz my my parents divorced when i was 6 or 7 i think in taiwan uh because we still like embrace this like chinese culture you know divorcement is not encouraged but i feel like they became happier because they can treasure the moments that they like you know enjoy they share but they still got the rise and got the chance and opportunity to say hey maybe this is our destiny we need to move on when you came here with those set stereotypes that you had about america before you moved here once you moved did it break especially in school right because it's like a crash course you meet people with so many cultures all at once in a new place i think those like stereotype i learned from watching tv shows or like pop cultures i, I feel like they're quite similar the difference is is the extent when i was in taiwan so for example we know that divorce is, is okay in the states but when you arrive the states you realize that the divorce somehow like maybe encouraged it's not just okay it's i think americans like pursue freedom but i feel like Taiwan, you know, like influence from, you know, Chinese culture, uh this more like shy. The way I learned is that oh, I know we can do this, but we can just like do this in 
zero to 10, we just do it like in five level. When I write the states, I know that oh, people really do it in 10. So that, that's why I say that, you know, the difference is like, is like the extent. And other than that, I think when I was moved to states, I realized that like maybe just like one of 10 people know Taiwan. Sometimes I say, oh yeah, I'm from Taiwan. And people say, oh, you're from Thailand, right? I was like, no, Taiwan. And I, oh, Thailand, no, Taiwan. I feel like I actually don't know how to introduce my country. You know, I feel like, oh, once I say Taiwan, people will know, oh yeah, so Taiwan is in Asia. We are blah, blah, blah. We got, you know, Taipei 101, these kind of things. But no, people just confused and curious. So where is Taiwan? Where is Taiwan located? What's your culture? What, what, what's the history there? So basically, once I moved to the States, I start picking those sentences or like those contexts on like how to introduce Taiwan to people who don't know, which is kind of interesting. That is so interesting. That is so interesting because India has on the other end of the spectrum. I've never experienced a question like, what's India? Tell me more. And sometimes I wish that I would be asked that instead of being asked all these presumptions of, oh, you're from India. That means you do blah, blah, blah. But again, hearing your experience, how do you even start explaining your whole country to a person? Like when they've not heard about it before they've met you? Maybe there are people who have never heard uh, anything much about India. Uh, or there might be people in a place where they've had Indian friends before or, uh, or they've known Indian Americans and they have known a little bit about India from them. So all of these contexts kind of exist, but for somebody not to know where it exists on the map and for them to ask you, uh, that's quite interesting. Sometimes, you know, people still like relate Taiwan to China. For example, when I was talking to my manager and I said, hey, I need to like go back to Taiwan the new year. And my manager just said, yeah, we got other colleagues going back to China. Uh, maybe you can, you know, ask him for how to book your ticket, things like that. So no matter in my daily life or like in, you know, working environments, I still need to somehow emphasize that I'm from Taiwan. Yeah, like every time I introduce Taiwan to, to new friends, I, I just feel like I'm become an ambassador. Like, you know, I, I need to, <laughs> I need to do it good. You have to right, be careful. Perfect. Yeah, that's true. I just want to jump on that because it's so difficult to do. I'm sure for any person from any country, for India, like we don't even speak the same language. So if they ask me, hey, you're Indian, what language do you speak? I have to give them a whole history of India because the language I speak is not the language the next Indian you're going to meet speaks. The food I eat is not the food the next Indian you meet is going to be eating. I'm so scared that my experience is generalized and it's one billion people. So I have to also call out that the fact that I'm here in the US that I can afford to leave my country already puts me as I don't represent most of India. I recall that in this COVID situation, I feel like I can really be very proud of Taiwan. A lot of people start knowing Taiwan because all these news is where they say Taiwanese governments have done a really good job of preventing COVID from spreading and so forth and so on. I remember one time I, I mentioned Taiwan and my colleagues say, oh, I recognize this because I saw some news or I saw some, some people are, you know, more and more people start recognizing Taiwan on the efforts we've done. So yeah, I think that's one thing I found very good in this. I was going to ask you, hey, so what's the question that Americans assume about you because of your country? 
because for indians they say how do you know english or like uh, oh don't all of you get arranged marriage or there is already some presumptions for indians but i am learning now that there's not even that for for other countries because they haven't had the chance to hear about taiwan in some other context so i have a friend he's from malta and i didn't know that malta was a country till i met him he already had a whole spiel of yeah so malta is an island off of the coast of italy our language sounds a little arabic but it's a mixed with uh, arabic and italian our food and like he told me everything about malta in like under 30 seconds he clearly has gone through that thing where people have never heard about his country and he says yeah it's three islands and there are more maltese people in australia than in malta itself so that's how small the country is then two years after that he came to india he asked me so many questions that it made me realize that i am not an authority on india he was in india and he saw how i'm living how i meet my friends and you know we go out for dinner or we go out for dinner and drinks and he said so is this what indians do on their weekends most indians don't do this you know we took a cab and we went under a bridge instead of over the bridge i've never been under the bridge and he saw some kids playing cricket in the street and he's like immediately he was like oh this is the india i thought i was going to see that's what he sees in media about india is like poor kids playing or everything's crowded and he saw my life he was so confused he finally felt more at ease when he saw a little bit of what he sees in media i of course wasn't so aware of what outsiders see in media about india and then i told a colleague i'm really excited to go to india and take the train and meet my grandparents i love trains and he said but aren't trains very crowded in india how do you like going in trains i was like so confused i was like why do you think trains are crowded like that's not true and then i googled the term trains in india and go to images and you'll see all the images are like exaggerated versions on it now <laughs> yeah anyone who's listening to the podcast just google trains in india i have not seen that ever in my it's so crowded yeah, Yeah. And it's not it's not even crowded. It's it like people standing on the train. On top of the train like so again this is it has happened in India. It it does happen occasionally even platforms and local trains in certain cities like Mumbai get really crowded. But the train journey I was talking about was an overnight train to go to my grandparents place which is not as crowded and again like I have not been to every part of India myself so I can't say that all of India is like this or that. So when I am not able to say that it's very strange when someone who's never been to India says oh every train in India is crowded isn't it but I completely understand the same way we thought America was like a friends season Americans and other countries will think that India is what they see on TV and I think my biggest learning has been that there is some truth to what you see on media but you really can't generalize it you like now that I've lived in America for 3 years I couldn't tell you what an American is you really can't generalize you can't pinpoint and say this is a typical american i really feel that you know the same way cuz especially we are as immigrants in the states i can't speak to someone and say hey i i know states a lot even though i'm i'm, I'm living here for 3 or 4 years but i don't think i can say you know many things in taiwan as i have experiences that before even taiwan is it's kind of a small island so people come to you and ask you questions they are curious about your country your culture 
and I want to believe that they bring their kindness. I, I always tell myself that you have to be like open-minded. You have to be giving this trust to other people and to build this trust and relationship in the States. It was a journey for me to be able to come to that space. In the beginning, I would get offended if I have to be very honest. In the beginning, I was like, why? Why are they asking me this? So I know English and I've learned English for a long time. But slowly, I, I realized that, oh, okay, it's my opportunity to be able to explain that, yes, this happens, but not everywhere. Yes, some group of people are like that, but not everyone. Because the thing with stereotypes is there is truth to it. There is some extent, but it's important to not use words like everyone, always. Uh, it's, it's not true. Like, of course, we all live vividly different lives. And I think something that's very prominent, especially in a very multicultural country like India, is that nobody lives the same way as the other person. It depends on the place that you are at, depends on your uh, family, heritage and culture. There is so much context to it. I feel like America sees the most amount of diversity as any country out there. When I was growing up, I didn't really have to meet someone who's like drastically different. But I feel like Americans have a very unique position that they are the place where so many people from so many countries come. And so I've started to empathize with them a little bit. I've started to feel like, yeah, of course, you're not going to know everything. And the best thing you can do is come with an open heart and open mind and be curious. And I take that as a sign of respect. Ask me to repeat myself because they don't understand my accent. I feel like that is a very respectful thing to do rather than kind of blowing over you and being like, or, or pretending to understand you and moving forward. The ignorance about a country is definitely not a bad thing. Like you really can't expect someone to know everything about another country. We have come from pretty homogenous, at least nationalities in our countries when we were growing up so we didn't really need to know much about other countries we weren't meeting people from other countries on a daily basis nobody said oh you are ignorant or you are a bad person because you don't know about some cultures and that's really not true just to continue to say that I think it's just beautiful. I think the more you're curious, you get to know that we might have some differences because of the geographical location that we come from. But in the end, we're all humans and we're all very similar in a lot of ways. It really broadened my perspective and it blurred the lines of this is the right way to live. This is the only way to live. Come here and you see that there are so many ways people live. No way is right or wrong. It's what you decide. So one thing I want to bring up is very funny for me is the Carnegie Mellon International Orientation. It was compulsory for all international students to attend this orientation one week before our classes started. Just bear in mind that most of these international students, if not all, have just moved to a new country. We are still figuring out getting a new phone number, getting an SSN, setting up our bank account, finding a new house. And for a lot of people, navigating a country that doesn't speak a language that they're fluent in. Also, some of us are jet lagged, uh, no pun intended. I was very surprised what happened in the orientation was they telling us, here are topics you can talk to your American counterparts about. You should talk about sports. This is the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Steelers, Penguins, and uh, you should not talk about someone's salary. It's, it's rude to ask someone their salary. Here's an example of Pittsburgh accent. And they even gave us an example. 
where where is the orientation for americans to understand all our accents you know or like how are we supposed to learn about the pirates and penguins and steelers while figuring out how to live in a new country like we've just arrived here you know just give us a break i understand that it's welcoming international students to get oriented and understand what their surrounding is like but schools like cmu have had taiwanese and indian students and korean students for 20 years and more but the school is still so unaware of it the professors in the uh, school are your mentors so you can talk to them about how you're adjusting and general school stuff and even personal stuff i told my mentor that someone said something racist to me at the supermarket and she was shocked beyond belief because she said oh i thought that only happens to black people she treated it like i was the one of the first people that it's happened to as a brown person and i was really surprised because you've taught indian students for so long and you don't know this about them so even though i feel like it's nice to be open minded i wonder why don't people do that sooner i think they are trying to create environments where we can have more talks or more communication for example i came to states in like 25 26 years old and i just feel like i'm so lazy to make friends who are from like different cultures or different country because you know we we have this time pressure we need to find a job find an internship we need to learn how to survive in the states it's really easy to make friends who are like in your same culture same country even but i think you know the bbw course really breaks me into like different groups and i can make the new friends yeah i feel like schools needs to create this kind of space environments like you know what we're doing right now you know have candid conversation we talk about culture we talk about differences we talk about our personal experiences so that we can know each other right communication is such an integral part of a culture right how much you speak what do you speak how you speak how you express depends so much on the environment that you were brought up depends so much on so many other nuances that that somebody suddenly from the outside it's difficult to understand i've definitely learned that i have to separate myself from my assumptions that i have about communication i'm running ideation sessions or brainstorming sessions that's where people start to talk about ideas right i know that i need to point out sometimes and i know that i'll be like hey what do you think about it i know that some people may not speak in a group but they will send me a message or an email saying hey you have to understand and kind of approach them in their comfort zone it's definitely helped me navigate these situations just like having more empathy and understanding that not everyone's going to know everything and that just because someone's ignorant of your culture or of anything doesn't mean that they're trying to offend you it actually can be beautiful that in a way that they want to know more about you you learn so much and you treat them as individuals not as a collective not as a generalization of what you know about their country never never say always never say everybody that's what i tell to myself when i see these things i'm like it's a lifelong takeaway no matter how many stereotypes that i have in my mind about different countries or what kind of stereotypes they also have about me i think it's 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 important to you know just take it lightly and tell them tell them what it is or or ask them be curious i think has really helped me make diverse friends and, and learn so many new things tell myself to check my assumptions at the door a very strong way to do that is telling myself not everyone's racist even though i've been through racism right and it's not easy to do that 
because go on a bus someone treats you badly the next time you go on the bus and someone looks like that person that was last mean to you you're going to feel a little scared of them or you're going to feel like you want to avoid them so to put it in practice it's not that easy but starting to do that it's really paid off of course it's somewhat easier to apply positive qualities to everyone but sometimes it's difficult to remove negative qualities from everyone after you've experienced something bad even though on a daily basis that might happen check my assumptions at the door the next time i meet a person the next time the next time after that. like each time you have to let go of your assumptions and be open minded not easy always but i think it's a very important thing to keep in mind and take away i feel like i start becoming more individual as i started to treat other people as individuals because we treat it as an individual you don't bring assumptions you don't bring expectations and then those people do the same exactly things back to you and that's it for our second episode Thank you to everyone who showed us so much support and we're looking to hear more about what you think. Check us out at Periodic Shedding and see you again.